Hello everybody, what's up? Uh, this is Sean Bartley. You're listening to Return to Orbit. This is a Destiny podcast. And we are here. It's week three already. Uh, episode number three. I know, right? And we got my buddy, um, Snug Samurai. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. Snug is a brand new pal um, of myself, my wife, and uh, my channel and my community. Fresh. After moving on to, uh, to Mixer and... Boy, is he an awesome dude. Aww. He is, uh, he, <laughs> the whole hour of this podcast is going to be me talking about how cool <laughs> he is. No Destiny. <laughs> but for real, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. He's an incredible streamer and an all-around good person. So thank you for being on, Snug. It is good to have you here. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's definitely an honor. I got excited, thought about it all week, and I was just like, oh, man, Woo, it's the Super Bowl. Close to it. Yeah, everyone in the stream, I know that you can't hear him. I got to change my audio setting, so it's totally fine. There, you should be able to hear him now. My bad. Everyone's already on my case. Awkward. So yeah, man, um, it's week three uh, of the podcast, and uh, things are going really well. I'm really happy, so thanks, uh, first of all, before we get started, thanks to everybody that has supported the podcast, uh, listened on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Um, just wanted to get that out of the way, because... It's been super cool. I didn't know that like starting this podcast back up would be such a, um, you know, experience. It's been really cool, and I've gotten a lot of feedback. So thank you, and uh, I've gotten a couple of really cool reviews on iTunes. But enough about that baloney. Mm, baloney. Snug, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, and, uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm Snug Samurai. Uh, a lot of people just call me Snug. So it's uh, it's just kind of an easier way to reference me because if you try to say Snug Samurai, it's just like, you know, you're in the moment. You're like, oh, man, it's no, it's just Snug. Uh, but uh, I'm a content creator. I uh, was recently inspired by, um, you know, a lot of streamers that I followed on Twitch and on Mixer and uh, a lot of great people. Um, my entire thing was definitely community. And I was just like, you know what? One day I was just sitting there. And my wife was like, you know what? You should do that. And I'm like, really? Really? And the rest is history, man. So it's uh, just never looked back. That's awesome. So you started, uh, when you first started streaming, you started uh, on Twitch, right? Well, actually, funny story. So I was like having this moment where I was literally contemplating, like I was pacing my living room and I was just like, should I start on Twitch? Should I start on Mixer? I love Twitch because I've been like watching Twitch for years. You know, people like King Athalian, Professor Broman, and just watching the crew um, play sure. Destiny and then... You know, a buddy of mine uh, in real life was basically just like, hey, man, come check out this platform called Mixer. And I'm like, I don't know what a mixer is. Do I mix food in it or is it just like a listening platform? <laughs> but uh, so I checked it out and I gave it like some time. I took some time to really think about it and uh, hung out on Mixer for about a month. And uh, just the experience I got within that month of hanging out and uh, really just connecting with the community was a complete experience. And it really just sort of settled it for me. Um, I think, I mean, I was still hemming and hawing about it a little bit, but the deciding factor, the thing that really pushed me over was, um, K magic. He basically, uh, jumped over to mixer and oh, yeah. I jumped in his stream like day one that he was on. And cause I heard his podcast and he was talking about Twitch and mixer. And that's what kind of also threw me on this whole, well, but Twitch, but then there's mixer. And so sure. I jumped in his chat and I was just like, Hey, what are your thoughts? And his response that day basically solidified my decision. And, uh, I'm a proud mixer streamer. Awesome. Okay, so that was my bad. You didn't you didn't actually ever stream on Twitch. I think you told me that the other day and I'm just my brain is just so all over the place. I had no coffee. Idea. Um coffee, dude. It's the <laughs> it's 
it's the craziness. That's awesome. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's incredible. He's definitely been um, an inspiration to me too, like as a as a human being. Basically, I got to meet him for the first time a couple years ago at the OG uh, Destiny Con. So, and then we got to see him two years ago when he it was the first one, you know, and the that was in like an actual event. So I DJed that. So I got to work Ooh. with him um, privately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good times. It was actually kind of fun. The first the first uh, experience with him was we were all hanging out and a lot of people were having a little bit too much fun. Let's just put it that way. And uh, yeah, I was there with my buddy Michael fighting. He ended up just like driving us around and he made sure everyone was safe and he was he was dad Kevin. It was great. That's awesome. But he's a good guy and his his reasoning that you talked about about you know starting on on Mixer as a new content creator is pretty genius and. Yeah, so he's definitely <clears throat> incredibly like knowledgeable when it comes to that. Oh yeah. So that's really cool. So what's been like out of you know you started on Mixer? How long have you been streaming on Mixer now? Uh, just a couple months. I mean, if I if I really added up all the time, yeah. I've taken up a I've taken off a couple weeks um, here and there. I took off a week for E3 sure. and some other stuff, but yeah, to- I think two months under my belt is all I got as a content creator. Cool. What's been your like favorite favorite thing about the platform so far? Hands down, man. It's just honestly the community. Like that's my motivation for literally going live every day. And so the people that come across my channel and that, it, I mean, honestly, it's it's an experience because that's a new friend that I'm making. And for me, the way I see it, and I'm sure other people see it this way too. But when I look at like the right side of my screen and I see the chat, like I don't see a purple, blue, or green name. Like I see a body on the other side. And that's an amazing sure. thing that somebody's like coming to hang out with me, and that's that's my favorite experience for sure. When I go live, is that friends want to come and chill with this guy? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Hello? Oh, did I lose you? Oh, there you are. Sorry, ah! my audio blacked out real quick. I was like, no, it's a bad thing. Such a touching moment ruined oh, by just Sean's audio. For Sean's audio. <laughs> no, that's. That's funny. Uh, no, so just to touch on that, I had a conversation with someone the other day about about streaming. Right, we were just talking about mm-hmm. um, streaming and and why people stream, and it was like an interesting conversation because I've never sat down and really discussed it like with anyone. And um, they were almost like, "So you moved over to Mixer, and you know they're like, yeah, it's smaller over there. You don't get that many viewers and all this other stuff." I was like, "Yeah, that's what I like about it." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> They're like, what's the, why do you stream? Like, what's the point? Don't you want to be like, you know, ninja and have all these like thousands of people and make all this money and cars? And I'm like, well, no, like my, you know, my personal take has always been like the personal connection with people, like you just said. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like. I think the mixer is like the perfect size, like for that to be like a thing right now. And I'm sure it's going to grow and get bigger and viewers and bigger communities is always good but like when i would be streaming over on twitch and you know was like fortunate enough to get rated by you know larger streamers like you know i got rated a couple times by like king gathalion and a couple other things and at that time that was like you know that was like ninja rating you right at that time in the destiny community right yeah so it was like it made me feel incredible but also like literally threw me off my rock like I realized that the type of content creator I was was more of a a personal 
engagement, like one-on-one. Like I wanted to talk to everyone. Like, like you said, every, every name in chat was a person and I wanted to know each person. And then when there's thousands of people thrown into your chat, Mm -hmm. like you don't have a personal connection with pretty much any of it. And the people that you do, you have to like look through and like try to find their name. And it's like, ah, and then I feel like I would lose that personal connection. And there's nothing wrong with having a ton of viewers and, you know, like some people enjoy that as a streamer. And for me, it was just difficult and it would obviously be like an adjustment. Um, but like this one-on-one engagement in this more family based community driven thing is like really gotten me more addicted to streaming. Oh, for sure. Like in a good way. And because I just love people and you know, like I wouldn't have met someone like you, like it's just hanging out. And not only did we just like, I come in your channel and hang out, but then we just like start talking, playing games together. And, you know, now we're developing a friendship with it, which is cool because, like, that's what community is to me. Exactly. Right. You know, like, that's I met some of the best friends of my life through, you know, content creation and video games. And this is like the epicenter of where I've seen that that focused. So shout out to Mixer for doing the thing. You're doing it. You're doing the thing. So have you always been we'll kind of slowly transition into the destiny content here. Um, so you've been playing Destiny, uh, I know we've had this conversation, you know, off the record, but you've been playing Destiny since Destiny 1, right? Yeah, pretty much since the alpha. I played, um, the, ever since the beginning on PlayStation, um, cause, you know, there was exclusive content, and I'm like, well, I want more stuff, so, uh, right. really, you know, just started there, and it was a great concept back in, back then, and just never looked back. Nice. Nice. So you, uh, when you first started thinking about you know, streaming, which was a couple months okay. ago, which seems like just yesterday, right? Was it like pretty much, oh, I'm going to start streaming Destiny? Or were you under the impression that you were going to do more variety? Or what was your mentality behind like what you were going to, you know, make content? Yeah, so around? Uh, when I started streaming, like, I mean, I came into it with, you know, basically this premise of, well, I'm not going to change how I play or what I play because, you know, deep down at my core, I'm a gamer. And all I'm doing is just sort of displaying that to the world. Uh, with a more personal aspect to, hey, you know, come chat with me as I show you what I do uh, in the video game world. So, uh, you know, before I started streaming, like, Destiny was, like, you know, a large consumption of what I played, um, you know, years past. And I'll I'll break off and I'll play other things. Like, in the past, I've played other, like, uh, PlayStation exclusives or, like, things on Xbox. Uh, I had my, you know, fix of League of Legends at one point, but I always came back to Destiny because I really loved uh, the community and... And honestly, like, I mean, on that platform alone, like, before I even started streaming, like, the one thing that I really appreciate and loved about Destiny uh, was the community of friends that I built and that I met playing the game, and I have yet to meet in real life, but I still call them friends, and we're friends on, like, all the other social media platforms, and so I was just like, man, if I could do that, but, like, add streaming to it, I was just like, oh, man, this is gonna be great, mind blown. Right. Absolutely, that's awesome. So Destiny's kind of just always been that that glue, you know. Oh, for sure. Which is, yeah, I mean, like I've, everyone listening, probably most of you know, like why I have a personal connection to it. But I've met so many other people that you know, it's never been a thought in their mind. Like when they started content creating, they were like, "Destiny, man, I just want to play Destiny." And it's so hard for me. Like I've definitely done more variety, which is fun. But in the back of my mind, especially when there's like stuff going on <clears throat> in Destiny, or there's like hype about something i'm always in the back of my mind like oh, i kind of want to go play pvp or something you know right. like i want to go run strikes exactly. or there's something i want to chase 
and it's just because I know like I'm gonna get into Destiny and there's gonna be other people and, and buddies playing. Oh yeah. So it's always it's always fun. I always feel like out of my element. Like I'm gonna go play like some other game like Call of Duty and I'm like, where's all my friends? Right. I'm solo. <laughs> so we had um, a pretty big week as far as Destiny uh, information yeah, we did. content, which is to be expected. Right. Obviously, we have a. A massive, massive DLC coming out. Massive. I don't know if I can use that that word correctly. <laughs> um, but essentially, uh, taking King Style expansion is what we're looking at. And uh, day by day, man, looking like it's more and more true that this is going to be a huge chunk of content and a really good piece of uh, campaign and story information and everything else. Um, so, first of all, your impressions uh, leading up to Forsaken... I'm going to get some of your ideas of what you're looking forward to, some story stuff you, you're looking forward to, and overall stuff. Then we're going to launch into this uh, timeline of events we can talk about because it's a lot. So, sure. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Like, What are you looking for? Forsaken, just on a, in a, on a pedestal. Like, Boom, if someone's like, Forsaken, coming Tuesday, what are you looking forward to? Oh, man, whip out right my there. notebook here. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> right. So honestly, I mean, it, it's like you said, it's that Taking King style uh, expansion where it's just a lot of content up front, and then of course there's this premise of more content to come, and uh, it's essentially like Destiny, you know, 2.0. It's Destiny 2. That makes no sense, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just a ton of content, and the one thing I'm looking forward to is just the the approach that they're taking uh, to release this content and then, and essentially provide us the content that we as Destiny. Uh, players since like OG Destiny days have been looking forward to. Um, sure. I think the one thing, and it, and it really didn't hit me until I watched this latest, or you know, this latest video uh, covering sort of the the layout for the next year, was that mm-hmm. so many people up front just said, "Hey, here's what we're doing," and they were transparent with us because I think that as a Destiny player, we were always kind of just blindly following, like, "Yeah, there's content," like we see what mm-hmm. you're providing us up front. But then you have like these things behind your back that we can't see, like what's expansion one and two? Like I don't know what that is, but sure, I'll drop money on it. And uh, we just sort of had to trust the process, you know. Uh, but one thing sure. I liked is that they expanded the community team, and that the community team has been very transparent and upfront. And they're just like, hey, here's the layout of what to expect without revealing too much, and that's mm-hmm. enough to keep me enticed and keep like I'm already excited about Penumbra. And they've just showed like two yeah, clips, yeah. and that was it. And I was just like, sure, absolutely, but I want to know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get to the right. the the timeline. But like the thing that I think they you know, and I'm not trying to like downplay that, but like I think you know they're a little bit they were forced into that a little bit, right? Because of the expansion pass mm-hmm. or whatever they're is that what they're calling it? The expansion annual pass. pass. I think so. Annual pass, expansion pass, whatever. <laughs> same difference. Um, you know, when they're basically saying, "Hey, pay this money right now." people kind of want to know like hey what am i putting my money down for right. like and then that's exactly like you said they're like well this is what you're putting your money down for and uh not only that they're they're detailing every bit of seasonal content all the way through i think you know like the 5th season right yep. so um or 6th season rather yeah <clears throat> so starting off um we got on the 28th we got like this huge update which was just a couple days ago um, which had like a lot of the sandbox changes that everyone's been asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, director updates, historic, uh, heroic story missions, which I have yet to jump into. Have you done one of those yet? Not yet, by any but chance? I'm about to after this. Sounds fun. <laughs> I was about to say, like, well, time to go do it. Live on the podcast, we're just going to go do a heroic story mission, Friendship. guys, and talk you through the entire... 
Yep. Uh, so the milestones and challenges have updated a little bit, but we don't really have a complete idea of all of that yet until Forsaken comes out. And then we obviously got our vault space. Um, so that's the, the update's been exciting. And, uh, I, you know, I don't want to get too much into the update. That's going to kind of tie into, you know, future podcasts and the content with Forsaken because I'm still, like, developing my um, – ideas on, on what I kind of think mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> about the weapon change. Like, and I think everyone kind of is, I know some people love it. Some people hate it. I mean, that was to be expected. Right. No one's going to, everyone's not going to love everything. It's changed. Initial impressions. It's different. It feels fun, yeah. which is good. It's, it's real fast. Shotguns are everywhere, but there's ways to counter them. And, and that's all about like us learning. Cause you have to kind of change your play style now. There's no way you can play the way you did last oh, week no. and be successful right yeah, now. I agree. So, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, I just suggest you go in and, and check it out and kind of see for yourself, develop a, an understanding, but make sure to have your shotguns. Definitely there. an experience, um, yeah. <laughs> It's great. So, and then uh, obviously Tuesday um, is going to be Forsaken, but before that, um, on September 1st, which mm. is this weekend, we get to try mm-hmm. out the Gambits, Ooh. which I'm really excited about. Yes. Really smart move by Bungie to throw it out there for a day for, sure. for everybody and... Uh, I mean, we're all excited. We already have, we're getting Forsaken, but it's just going to be fun to jump in and check out that game mode. Um, are you are you really stoked for Gambit? I talked to Ninja Bear last week a little bit, and he is like over the moon excited for Gambit. Yeah. Um, yeah no. I, what about you? Are you digging it? You digging on it? I'm, I I am, and I think the reason why is because it's it's something different, and it's basically kind of building off what he said last week. Was just basically it's something that we're not used to. Like you're taking a, a concept, and you're really just sort of providing something new that we haven't seen in another first-person shooter. And so, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a solid mix of PvE and PvP. And it's kind of what people have been looking forward to is just this objective-based, you know, uh, multiplayer experience. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's going to be great. I think that, you know, based on the responses that they've received thus far and the fact that they're going to give it to us for free as like a little taste on Saturday, I think it's uh, definitely something... Like if they're bold enough to come out and say, hey, we're going to let you play it for a day... I think they're pretty confident that right. it's going to do well too. So I was just going to say one word that kind of describes their situation right now is confident. For sure, for sure. You don't you don't put a product out there because Gambit's a huge part of Forsaken. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's a it's a big game mode. It's a it's a whole different activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to Forsaken, but I mean, Gambit is you know it's very enticing for a lot of players oh, yeah. and a reason why I think they're really pushing it but you don't just put a piece of content out there and be like try right. it if it sucks because exactly. then everyone's gonna be like wow this sucks like <laughs> i'm gonna cancel my pre-order like i'm not i'm not playing this so and literally every single person whether it be a content creator or just a player of the game that has been to either guardian con or um one of the one of the you know places where it's been playable has has been mind blown by how awesome it is and been like i just want to play more and more and more and more and more so that's exciting. Oh yeah, and uh, I think Gambit's gonna be one of those things where, you know, when you get through a lot of the content, I mean, we have a lot of end game stuff coming too, which they say the biggest end game we've ever seen in the history of Destiny, which is awesome. That's bold words. Uh, bold, yeah. But I, f- I feel like Bungie is really they're not tiptoeing around no. anymore. Like they they get it. Like we they get that we get it yep. right. They're not beating around the bush so to speak, and they're gonna. Tell how it is in that that vid doc that you were just talking about. They basically were like, "Yeah, we kind of screwed everything up, like essentially," yep. and um, without basically saying that, but um, they're really really being honest. So I think that um, that's going to be awesome. But Gambit's going to be one of those things to where, like, if for some reason you don't feel like you have anything to grind for, which you probably will, oh, yeah. 
uh, you can just go play Gambit, right? Not It's not just jump into PvP and play PvP, but Gambit's one of those things that definitely caters to both the PvP and the PvP people. You don't have to go invade the other person's thing, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, if you just want to go with your friends in a PvE activity and shoot and loot and bank your things, you're going to do it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I like the the, the variety and, and, and honestly just, you know, the strategy that goes behind it. Like, and it, it really sort of sort of builds on that MMO perspective because it's like, you know, usually you're sort of, you know, altering your gear with your, your buddies. You kind of figure out like, all right, how are we going to tackle this raid? Oh, I'm running, you know, Gunslinger. Oh, I'm running Sniper. But now you can take that sure. into a PvP perspective. Like, hey, I'll be the guy that invades and so they'll run like shotguns and maybe some short range stuff that kind of just is quick in and out. And some other people will be more like PVE focused. So I think that's mm-hmm. definitely something that's going to build, uh, be a building element. And uh, not to kind of foreshadow what may or may not happen, but they mentioned that in the season of the Drifter, that it'll kind of mm-hmm. evolve and kind of continue to grow. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Like that was, I was literally just going to say like how they've essentially announced that there's going to be additions to Gambit. Like it's not just going to be this game mode in these maps. Like they're going to, it's going to change over time as well, which is. Super cool. I was, you know, I was excited about the idea of of the team aspect of Gambit too. I think is what like originally got me excited about it. Was you have your certain people, like you said, that are gonna invade, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. A lot of communication and stuff. You got to make sure, like, hey, make sure you have your super. Right. You know, so when you go over there, like, you can just like unload your super on them and that kind of thing. It's gonna be good. Over there with no ammo. A lot of stuff to. (laughs) Just go over there and be like, hey, I'm here. You start dancing, emoting, like, hello, distraction. Like in Halo, destruction. Perfect. That's what you would be. That's your role. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that would probably be my role, honestly. Uh. So, uh, with the trial, then we kind of move on to the biggie, which is September 4th, which is the release of Forsaken, which was a long time Super coming. Stoked. I know we're all really. It feels crazy that it's days away now, literally. I'm counting minutes. I'm crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Like, it was like two and a half. It was like two and a half weeks, and we're all like saying days, like trying to make it seem like it's closer than it really is, but literally days. It's Christmas for all um, of us. It is as a as a Destiny player, as a video gamer. I feel like a lot of people that aren't that just got into Destiny are even excited about Forsaken, just because we are all excited. Oh, for sure. You know, longtime members of the community, they're like, "Wow!" Like stuff like Warframe, right? Like I I played a little bit of Warframe, but I was never really like into it. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't feel like I'm part of the Warframe community, so to right. speak. But like watching all the stuff from E3 and like how everyone was getting like super hyped about it, like people from the community like made me hype. Yeah. And I had no reason to be like, I don't know what's happening, but this is awesome. You know, like, it's those moments that are really cool because, like, yeah, man. video games, you know. So, going to be a, a, a lot of content. Um, I mean, everything is pretty much happening. Uh, we're not going to go through everything, but if you're listening to this podcast, there's a really good possibility you know of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Story is going to be the first thing we focus on and get through and get a lot of answers. I think that we're all, you know, kind of. It's like that episode of the show that you love that's you're just waiting for that season finale. Right. And that's kind of what this is because it's a big chunk of, of story all at once. Grab your popcorn. Uh, popcorn and <laughs> maybe a box of tissues because it's going to be a wild ride, ladies and gentlemen. You got tissues. <clears throat> right? So uh, on top of that, we get you know our new triumphs. Uh, collections are available. So if I don't, also, I was going to ask you too mm-hmm. um, have, were you missing any of your weapons out of your vault after the update? You know, it's. Uh... I mean, not out of my vault, but there's certain things in collections that I wish I would have grabbed, like uh, this gun that everyone's okay. raving about, the Cirrus regime, but, you know, hashtag sad. Yeah, dude, it's so good. <laughs> dude, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in front of your Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, load up Destiny, equip the Cirrus regime, 
and have a good time. That's all I can say. At a distance, dude, it's like a long range it's sniper rifle butter out of a gun. Put on that slow fire rate, man, and just it's a good medium to longer range and it just pops people, man. It's great. So good. Have you played with it on console yet? Uh the Cirrus? Or yeah. uh I did. And I think I Okay, it probably mistake. melts. Yeah, dude, it just destroys. I mean it's great on PC and autos aren't really that great and Cirrus was never that good on PC, mm-hmm. but like good on pc yeah dude. so i can't imagine with a controller like around console it's probably like with that aim assist oh, oh man you're telling me dude yeah it's i gotta it's butter. i gotta download the update for <laughs> xbox i might do that today anyways getting sidetracked um so we got that and uh all that fun stuff's coming but yeah i i had noticed a couple things for my vault were missing that's why i asked and i've heard some other people say that things just like have been disappearing huh. which is weird it's weird yeah bungle why no no make sure to comment <laughs> like and subscribe everybody and let us know bungle why but anyways, yeah, so that's coming. Um, the collections, we won't have to worry about that much longer because collections come, which is a huge part of it, I think, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Every time you get a legendary or whatever, Dude. you can delete that bad boy and just go pick it up. Exactly. I'm excited. Which is like the exotics, so that's fun. Less stress. And then uh, random rolls. Biggie, Man. that's a biggie. I remember that. I paid $29, $29.99 plus shipping and handling to get my random right? rolls back, honestly. I remember the days, just, you know, the Omnigal strike and all these other strikes, <clears throat> too, oh, man. man. Just, you know, looking for that sweet, sweet god roll. It was just, yeah, dude. Yep. You're, a, you're a grass farmer? Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, that was so fun. I thought that was fun, too. Me, too, like, man. It wasn't even annoying, like, just going up and being able to just destroy Omnigal and... That's it. Two blues. Exactly. Hashtag two blues. <laughs> two blues. Those are the good old days, man. And I hope they understand that people like that stuff, right? Like, they have to know that people loved that. Well, and I think that, I mean, and if you think back to, like, OG, OG Destiny days, like, think about everything that people raved about. Like, the loot cave. Bungle killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get it was, like, a it was a fluke, but still it was a, it was a thing yeah. that was chill. People looked forward to it. And so, like, Random Rolls was sort of a build-off on that. Like, hey, let's just go look for this perfect gun. It's kind of loot cave-y-ish. Yeah. But yeah, the the loot cave was kind of broken just because of the fact that you could literally at that time legendaries were like a big right. deal, right? So you could just like farm them essentially, mm-hmm. and that was the only thing you had to do. So I understand, like you said, made sense why they would patch that right. up. But they also left like a little Easter egg there, which was actually that cool was cool as well. I liked it. Um, but you're, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like I think they were like, wow, people really like to do stuff like that, which is weird, but. We're down, and we'll give you that stuff because it's not hard to make Yeah, in a game, right? No. Like, here, there's a random chance that you're going to get this. Just go kill this thing over and over, and people are like, yes, video games. Well, it's an achievement, too, so. when you get it because it's not something that can just, mm-hmm. like, drop all the time. And so it's just one of those things where I think when they took it away from D2, it's just like, but why? Right. So. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Some of the best, like, I used to watch Triple Rec a lot. I'm sure you're familiar. Oh, yeah. Um, And back in the Destiny 1 days, and he got... <laughs> He would get like the most viewership on his streams when he was grinding for his grasp, and it was hilarious sure, because man. like people loved it because it's like watching a sporting event, right? Yep. Like you're in the passenger seat, like waiting to see what roles he's getting, mm-hmm. and like it was really good content. And I'm not saying that sarcastically; it was it was great content. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I really am. So uh, we got random roles. We got we're not 100 percent sure on what you know legendaries. We know that we're gonna get the. Uh, uh, wow, wow, live on a podcast, can't even think of the name, the hand cannon, Better Devils, there we go, we're going to get that back, <laughs> but we're not We're not 100% sure on some of the older, you know, what we are, they said favorites, Yeah. so we're not sure exactly what we're going to get back, uh, Dire Promise will be <laughs> Best back. Devils, 
I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think some of the, you know, like uh, Nameless Midnight and some of yeah. those other favorites are going to be back too. So um, we'll be able to get random rolls on that and uh, and then all the new stuff, which is cool. All right, we're going to move along here. September 14th, you know what day that is. That's going to be the uh, the raid. Looking forward to it. Which called The Last Wish, oh, man. which sounds dope. I'm excited. And it looks looks incredible. We don't have to get too far into that because we don't really have much information other than it's big. It's a massive quote-unquote raid. Yeah. So, um, and then we've got confirmation when we jump into these like notes here later that we get layers on that, which is awesome too, mm-hmm. which we were expecting. But um, I'm excited about that. Do you have any idea? I know there's been some speculation and stuff, but do you have any idea on a, on a, on a final boss? You know, I mean, there's been a lot of names thrown out there. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where based on some of the clues that have been left out there, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like that. Is it Zavathun or how do you say that name? But Zavathun. Zavathun, yeah. that thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I mean, I feel like that should be it because like literally like if you think about every strike and every like major enemy that you've killed, it's been related to some herald of Zavathun. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. would be almost an insult to introduce some random raid boss for no no reason. It would. Um, I think that you know they have to keep it, you know, within the the lore aspect of it. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. There's there's a lot of speculation. This could be a whole podcast about mm-hmm. it, but we'll find out on September 14th in two weeks. Um, who it is? A lot. Of, I I know initially I was hoping it was going to be the queen. Me too. Um, and I think everyone was, but I don't. I don't think it is. And I think the queen in the the queen is in the latest trailer. I don't know if anyone knows that, so but if you moment. look really closely, puts her uh, puts her arm creepily on her brother. Uh, I mean, a funny tweet about that the other <laughs> day. But um, it's just weird that relationship's awkward. Yeah, it's a between Game of Thrones like, thing. It's very, it, yeah, it's, it's a little too <laughs> sketchy for me. But either way, I'm I'm assuming that arm. I'm like ninety percent sure it was the queen. Um, I think that was a like a flashback or hallucination. Probably that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if she's that was actually her in it. I hope we see the queen, um, in this DLC, but I'm I'm not counting counting on it. She might actually be dead, but I doubt it. I think they spoiled it after you know the Taken King yeah. when people were like blah blah blah, and they were like she wasn't dead or something. But um, either way, um, I I hope it's her. I don't think she's the raid boss, obviously, but I think. It could be. She um, like I think into it or I'm, something. I'm, I don't know. I'm per- she could. Yeah, she could be. She could, maybe she was taken. Yeah. Like you have to realize, like during that whole, like problem. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah, problem. like Oryx. <laughs> it was a pretty big it problem, just a dude. Problem, guys, don't worry. I mean, she she was just you know she was standing there and closes her eyes and it just like you just see a flash and that's it. There's no closure. But so she could have been taken. She could have what? Like we don't know. Right. We have no idea. Dead, alive, taken, chilling. Just chilling. Background popcorn. <clears throat> All right, so raid. Uh, we'll be excited. Love it. Um, to see what happens, and that's gonna be good. Then September eighteenth, Iron Banner returns with a new gr- Crucible map, mm. um, which is fine. It looks like they're slowly rolling out these Crucible maps. I know there's a couple that are gonna be part of the Forsaken package. Yeah. Uh, that they announced, like it's gonna launch with some Crucible maps, but then it looks like they're rolling them out like new ones too throughout the season, which is awesome. So new Iron Banner returns on the 18th. That's going to have the power uh, again. Your power will, will matter once again in, in Iron Banner, which I love. And I remember those days back in D1 where I went into Crucible and there was like this dude with the red question mark. And I'm like, I should not be here. <laughs> Never came this is back. not my place. <laughs> it was great. Good times. 
it's also going to be interesting to see, like, because that changes the weapon meta a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it's hand cannons or three taps, you get someone that's, like, under-leveled. You could, like, two-tap this guy. Yeah. Looking forward to it's it. It's going to be fun. So you got to be powered up. That's 18th. That's a lot of time to get powered oh, up. Yeah, so dude. everyone should be good. Uh, cool. So that's that. Uh, September 25th is another uh, new Crucible mode. It's called Breakthrough. Wasn't that one of the modes that was in Crucible Labs? Uh, no, I don't think so. Or is that different? That's different. Okay. But yeah, it's... What was the... Breakthrough. Isn't there a game mode called Breakthrough? A Breakout in Halo. Yep. I was thinking Breakout. I was like confused. Another Bungie moment. So I don't know. Yeah, it was a Bungo moment. I don't know um, if anyone's played Breakthrough. Is that just like an, it's a new thing? You know, I guess, they, re- oh. they released a 20 minute video, at least Game Informer did formally, um, showing some gameplay. Okay. So it's kind of like King of the Hill, but like it's different. It's with a twist. Oh, you're right. So, okay. But I'm excited for yeah. it. It's still objective based. Yeah, objective based, new new crucible content, always good, mm-hmm. awesome. And then that also bull, also also bull? also bull. Um, words. It says new on the thing here. It says new crucible maps live. So more new crucible maps, or they're waiting till the twenty fifth. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I'm sure someone listening is like, "You idiot! They said here." Right. Well, sorry. <laughs> uh, October. Let me jump a, a month ahead. We got Festival of the Lost. Comes back with a twist, which I love Festival of the Lost. It's one of my favorite events in, in Destiny. Me too, man. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We all know what the twist is. Um, yeah, same. Then they got, you know, they obviously mentioned weekly playlist updates, the evolution of the Dreaming City, which that's a conversation for a, for also a whole different day, but that's really cool that the actual public space is going to be changing. Yeah. And, um, and I think just overall, like, what Bungie's doing, like, it's... So watching that vid doc, it was, it was something where... A comment that stuck out was one guy said that they want to provide, you know, month over month content where it's always fresh, always new, and they always want you to come back. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, they mentioned the word, like, I think it was a few times in that video where it's evolving or it's changing. And I'm like, well, that's yes. it's, it's kind of a bold statement, but I'm, I'm excited if it holds true because mm-hmm. that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, Bungie has, like, a, a past of saying things that are kind of that right, way, but not really, exactly. but so we'll see. Like, I really felt the confidence in all of them. Like, watching that vid doc, just looking at their faces and their reactions, like, they're like, dude, we got this. Like, we killed it on this piece of content, and, like, we're going to tell you this, 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 and this. And I felt, I believed them, man. I felt like they were all, like, mega hype about what they've done, and uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, and I think a lot of it <clears throat> so, attributes to, like, you know, the release of Osiris, I think that entire experience really set them up for this, and it was humbling. But I think it's yep. what we all needed for sure. Sure, I'll t- I'll take a very subpar DLC to like, that's not what we wanted at all. Right, exactly. <laughs> like I, I I this is like kind of bold, but I think that Curse of Osiris was honestly the worst piece of Destiny oh, content they've I ever, ever released. I agree, and I've played all of them thoroughly. Yeah, we were having this discussion the other day too, and it's like I I played I played the shit out of it, and I loved the. The weapons and stuff that you got and and that was fun even though i like put them to the side and just recently completed it right yeah but at least it was something to do i didn't like um mercury at all yeah it was too small like the destination it was horrible it was too small and just awkward and like yeah. and then the infinite forest anyways we could go on and on the yep. infinite forest was just a complete <laughs> flop could it could have been one of the, see here's the thing about curse of osiris was the worst piece of Destiny content they've ever put out could have been one of the best. And I think that's why we're so upset is because we know the potential mm-hmm. that it had, and then we're just all like, nope, you gave us garbage, and it could have been a masterpiece. The Infinite Forest could have been that horde mode type situation mm-hmm. that everyone's longed for, which I think we'll still get eventually in Destiny. Mm-hmm. But um, Cool. So uh, that's a thing. 
cool. We got that uh, season four under rep. That's gonna be a, that's a lot of stuff to do in season yeah, four, dude. man. That's a lot of content. So I think we're gonna be pretty busy uh, up until um, up until December, right? So right. which is the season of the Forge, which is where our heavy machine guns return. Yeah. Um, which is gonna be cool, and then we'll we'll go back to. It'll be jingle bells all the way, right? We got mm-hmm. the dawning, and that's the seasonal event, which is going to be fun too. The last dawning was fun, man. I liked it. Yeah, dude. The gear was cool. I just wish they'd bring um, back Sparrow Racing, please, Bungo. I I see it happening for sure. Yeah. They can't not like right. it's. It was a popular event. I don't know. They're always a lot of these things like that I'm reading through are always like additional game mode, secret game mode. Not telling you about this right. game mode. Like, come on, one one of those is going to be SRL. You know mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, and then the Black Armory. So if everyone doesn't know, I'll give you a quick little overview. When you get, uh, you, if you get the annual pass, essentially what the annual pass is doing is it is giving you what they've created so far in DLCs, right? So instead of buying the DLCs as content packages, you're buying an annual pass and you're getting access to this specific content, which is essentially DLC content, right? Um, so on top of all the seasonal, um, events and rewards, you know, they're going to be adding new crucible content, new weapons, gameplay changes, ranks, all that kind of stuff. You're going to get this additional content, which in December for the first kind of look that we have at the annual pass is called the black armory. It says discover weapons of light and fury Add the black armory treasure uh, to your legend. So it's like in the vid doc a little bit, you get to go back kind of forge some of these golden age weapons. I don't know if that's going to work similar to how it did in Curse of Osiris, if you have to, like, go out and farm stuff to get these weapons. it's. I mean, this is a long ways away, so we can speculate, you know, whatever we want. But So it looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a decent piece of content, so you get access to the Black Armory. And uh, there's a thing called the Forges of the Chain activity, so I don't know what that is. Um, and then that'll include a new raid layer, new exotics, new legendaries, new triumphs, new bonus rewards, yada, yada, yada. Oh. So essentially that's your, de- your, uh, December DLC, right? So cool. I mean, that's whatever. We're getting so deep into this now that we can't really speculate. It's just, that's what's happening. So and then you had mentioned earlier, uh, snug about the season of the drifter, yeah. which is cool. Um, it'd be cool. Cause he seems like he's just going to be like the gambit npc you know to start mm-hmm. but it sounds like we're gonna get to go a little bit more pve with him and like kind of go into his story a little bit which um will be cool uh that that content's called the joker's wild um and it says gambit was only the beginning and the drifter is ready to deal yet another deadly hand Ooh. so Ooh. sounds like we get to dig more deeper into him and see what he's all about yeah dude so I'm excited. And then I don't. Does it say another? No, it does not say another layer it's at that not time. Not Spring. So it looks like we just get a layer in the winter. Spring doesn't look like a layer. Sad. Um, maybe another like. Don't know. Uh, what's that? Uh, House of Wolves type content? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It looks like in the summer though, um, we get another layer. <clears throat> That's the one. Um, Penumbra, right? Mm-hmm. So what's your? Let's get your hot take on this. This seemed to be very up in the air when they were talking about it, but they said it was very based upon the stuff like the whisper quest and like the secrets of destiny right and like what they wanted people to find on their own do you see this as being just like a piece of content where they're like hey it's live go find the stuff like something like that or what do you anticipate you know for that? i mean even if they did come out and say that like i wouldn't be mad because that'd be a fresh way to play destiny and on top of that like i mean i really thoroughly enjoyed the way that whisper was delivered and i really liked the mystery mm-hmm. and essentially um, like 
the hidden lore behind what you get, especially out of the whisper. And if you read the lore on the whisper, it's like, oh, this is cool. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be upset about it. I think a lot of casual players might be like, hmm, well, uh, I can't like openly just go do this thing. So I'll just wait until it's like developed or found out or whatever it is. But sure. uh, me as a Destiny player, like I like the mystery and I think that's what gets me most hype. I think the clips that they showed of the Leviathan is re- I'm, I'm kind of looking for a conclusion to this. I'm hoping that that is also another mystery that's solved. Sure. And it looks like the picture that they have of, you know, this content, it has like one of the blue fire totem things also from the Leviathan. So I feel like we're going to be going back to the Leviathan for something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's closure. I don't know. I don't know. We never actually saw Callus or anything like that. And it's weird that they just kind of like wrapped it up with even the last layer. Like, I don't know if you've completed mm-hmm. it or know what happens or anything, but there's still no real yeah, there's closure. No closure. Really. But I mean, it's like, hey, we blew, up, we blew up some ships and we killed this other dude. <laughs> like, all right. Right. Like, that was that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully. I, I mean, I would love to go into the Leviathan on under more of a like story mode situation. Right. Like, yeah. I think it would be fun. Well, and I think the clips that they showed too, and of course I don't want to get too too deep into it for time's sake, but I like that when they oh, showed those those clips, it it had a darker atmosphere to it. And sure. I really love Bungie's approach to delivering us this this content this time around because everything like from Black Armory to Joker's Wild to Penumbra to even Forsaken, everything has a darker mm-hmm. narrative. And I think it's that turn that really draws me in because I'm like Everything's been like, oh, hey, universe is in danger. Go save it. And then now everything has a stake at, at you know, and it's just, it's sure. like, oh, man, like, I want to know, like, what happens and take me down this deep, dark hole, hot mic. 100%. 100%. I like when things are bad. I like when people, like, this is horrible to say. Like, I like when people die and we get revenge. Right? Like, the narrative, like, just to back up your comment, like, the narrative behind Forsaken is genuinely one of the best I've seen in a video game. They brilliantly made one of the most popular characters in games, honestly, because Destiny is a popular, even if you don't play Destiny, you know who Cade 6 is, right? right? So, like, they kill this guy, and everyone gets super mad, and they really drive that. But, like, they've really put a narrative behind it and, like, a sense of emotional attachment to him and to your revenge and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I love the darker, the darker tone, and I hope they, I hope they do, like, capitalize on how everyone is feeling about that. I know a lot of the lore people and everything are just, like, going crazy right now, because they're like, this is it, this is what we've wanted, we needed this, like, type of narrative in this game, and, you know, it's not all, it's a dark game. Like, think about Destiny and, like, this random thing that gives us power, but, like, you know, like, there's just, like, so much bad to the world of Destiny, and, like, Even when Gaul came, mm-hmm. right? Like, even when Gaul came and we, we ended up saving humanity, essentially, right? But, like, a lot of people died. Like, yeah, the city was destroyed. Like, like it was it was bad, yeah, right? Yeah, very, very bad. So, it's cool. Yeah. So, anyway, so that DLC is going to be fun. Hopefully, that continues the narrative. Um, and that's going to be fun. That's all the way through summer, man. So, we got a, a pretty good timeline of events all the way through the next next year of destiny which is awesome yeah and um yeah that's that's good to know it's good like you had said earlier it's good to see them being super upfront with everything super uh driven when it comes to letting the community know what's going on you know so yeah no i agree and i think it's just honestly like it gives us closure as destiny players because we've always felt like oh man like they're just hooking us in and i think just sure. giving us this insight it's like them connecting with us like 
as a community and it's just like oh, i appreciate that bongo thanks man <laughs> bongo it's like the cute little right. little cat sitting there bongo thanks <laughs> bongo good work bongo <laughs> They're doing it. They're 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 slowly going back to Bungie though, dude. I feel like they're doing such a good job. Yeah. I feel like they're doing they're doing awesome. Even even the difference, like you have to understand that like Warmind and Curse of Osiris were probably, you know, produced at about the same time, right? Right. Like these were but Warmind, you could tell they even like they went back to Warmind and they're like, eh. right. like we changed it up a couple things because they, they realized that Curse was bad and really bad. I thought Warmind was a pretty decent piece of content. It was good. Like it wasn't a DLC, and I don't think Curse or Warmind was a DLC, no. but, like, it was fun. Like, I thought Warmind was pretty good, had a really good, like, like Anna Bray and, and, and all that stuff and Rasputin. Like, I thought that was a cool little story, uh, you know, like, Zol and all that other stuff. Like, it, I don't think they used it properly, and I can have my gripes about that. But, like, as far as, you know, the replayability and the fun factor, I thought it was cool. It gave me a lot of um, playtime yeah. in the game, but uh, I don't know, man. They just... They got to hit it out of the park with with Forsaken. I think they're going to. I hope. Yeah, and I think in the a lot of that anger stemmed from the people who are OG Destiny players or really you know big lore people is because they know that there could have been so much more done with you know characters like Osiris or Rasputin because we've heard about them for like years, and then you give us sure. these two DLCs that are like not really DLCs, but it's still fun. Like it was it was a reason to come back to Destiny, and I liked it. Oh, for sure, and it kept us kind of occupied for a couple months. Yeah, you know. I was pretty upset about, like, Zol, though, like, yes. this worm god. Like, there's so much lore on him. Right. And there's, like, and he is just, just like, he's a god, right? Exactly. He's a worm god. And, like, you just, like, pew, 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 like, later, dude. Could have been like, a raid, what? for sure. It could have been a raid boss, and it could have been a dope. Like, that that encounter itself, visually, yeah. was stunning. Like, I loved that, that fight, mm-hmm. and that mission was one of my favorite things about Warmind. Exactly. But... Like it was dumb. It was just yeah, it was <laughs> like, just it was delivered. They could have done a lot, a lot more with it. And even Nocris, Nocris is one of my favorite, you know, figures in lore. And when I knew he was going to be in the game, and they showed that big picture of him, you know, like yep. leading up to the, I was like, whoa, dude, like this guy's dope. But then we just kill him too, which I don't think he's dead, by the way. But no, nope, I agree. Anyways, um, it was just interesting. Like put him in a strike and shoot him in the head a couple times. Yeah, it was just know. you know, good stuff. Just delivered not so well. But I guess if they took every single, you know, character in the game, you know, that has lore and tried to develop them as this, like, everlasting figure in a game, it wouldn't work. So, like, yeah. I understand it from a gameplay perspective, but I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah, right here. That's awesome. Well, so that's a lot of stuff. Um, it's going to be a really exciting last couple of days. I'm going to make sure I have a couple of weeks off, which is going to be crazy. I know we were just talking about that. I know you have, at least you have Forsaken off, right? I have all of next week off. And Ooh, crispy. Yeah, dude. And then, um, yeah, and then I have the raid day off. So I'll be taking the day off to play and watch the raid. It's kind of a holiday cool. for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know it is. It is. Like, I, I actually didn't purposely take the time off. Like, I just needed some time off. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Now's about the right time. And then I was like, oh, that's right. Forsaken comes Smart out on the fourth. Man. Nailed it. So yeah, just is gonna be really cool. I don't know if I'm gonna do the raid day one. I like I was talking on stream last night about how <clears throat> I really enjoy watching um, you know, like the world's first groups and stuff, like go for it. Mm-hmm. And I love being in that audience. And a lot of people like to go into the raids blind. I'm just not that person. Like, I, it's like a movie to me, right? right? Like, I went into Wrath of the Machine blind, and it was like, for me personally, like, it was not a fun experience. 
Yeah. Like, a lot of people are into, like, the, you know, the puzzles and the problem solving and, like, trying to get through the encounters. And I'm, I'd am i rather, like, watch the raid, know what I'm doing, and then go into it, you know? Like, that's just a personal preference. Yeah. Um, But I just really enjoy watching the teams struggle through it and, like, that race at the end to try to finish it and all the hype surrounding that. So I'll probably sit on the sidelines uh, day one and, and watch because um, that's fun to me. Ooh. Are you, like, one of those people that enjoys trying to go into it and – um, and dig deep I, blind I'm actually you know so for years I've you know been in that audience watching the world's first and I've kind of been like that kid who like watches their favorite football player grow up like I want to be like him so I feel like as a content creator now it's like given the opportunity to actually participate in that is is intriguing sure. so I, I I'm not upset either way if I like sit down and watch it the entire day or if I like actually get to jump into it because you have the right group of people it's it's definitely a nice experience to kind of like you know do that problem solving and and kind of overcome mm-hmm. something that you know isn't written out in a strategy guide you know for all those people that grew up in the 90s of with course. strategy guides but uh Dude. Yep. yeah it, it's just it's kind of nice to like because it's a sense of accomplishment like hey i figured this out didn't watch how to do it and it was great and i did it with five other people so yeah sure yeah i'm i dude i support like the idea behind it 100 percent. i think it's one of the best parts about destiny honestly right. it's just not for me like i just enjoy watching it and figuring it out like on my own before i'm like standing there like so what do i do for- we did the same thing with king's fall too which was a pain like yeah. <laughs> um i watched a little bit you know of like Gathalian's team and stuff when they did king's fall which was one of my favorite like pieces of content to watch on you know like any platform whether it was twitch or whatever like mm-hmm. watching them finish king's fall was like the highlight of what for me it was just amazing yeah the way that they work together like you learn a lot about like people yeah. <laughs> and like just like life in general just by watching these these grown men play a video game and like figure it out but you're right that sense of accomplishment like they felt like they conquered the world yeah you know like it's incredible so yeah it'd be cool to be like world's first or like getting the top 10 world's first and i will congratulate whoever it is that does that it's just not gonna be me I'm going to be cheering, man. I'll have my popcorn and my pom-poms. Go, go team. Yeah. Do it. No, it's going to be fun. Go though. kill the thing. Regardless. Well, now I know who I'm watching, man. Yeah. I'm watch the Snug and his team. World's first. You calling it right now? World's first? Uh, World's, <laughs> yup, something. Yeah. You guys heard it first right here <laughs> on Return something. to Orbit. Snug and his team going for world's first. No pressure, Snug. Yeah. You got yep. the, It's on the record now. Totally my words. Yep. Awesome, man. <laughs> On that note, thank you, dude, for, for coming and hanging out today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, dude, it's been totally um, fun. You're, you're a great dude, man, and uh, you're doing awesome stuff on Mixer, and uh, you're, just, you're just doing great, man. I love uh, watching your content, so keep it up. Thank you, sir. And uh, enjoy enjoy all this fun. I talk like we're not going to talk here in the Never next couple days. Enjoy, enjoy the next couple weeks, man. I'll like, see you later, I'll man. I'll talk to you. I'll talk, I'll talk to you tonight. But. <laughs> For everyone watching, this one wish wish him a uh, good time through Forsaken. And if you're watching live, thank you guys for watching um, over on Mixer. Um, Snug, before uh, we get going here, I'm going to go edit this up, throw it on the internet. Where can people find you if they want to find you on the internet and follow your content? The interwebs. Uh, so I'm a content creator, streamer on Mixer. You can find me at mixer.com slash snug samurai. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, at Snug Samurai, Instagram at Snug Samurai for all those pictures of my cats, dogs, shenanigans. Um, 
and I think that's it. Twitter, Instagram, so many social media. Right. It's hard to keep up with all the social media. Just like, ah. But that's yeah. it. Yeah. Highly suggest you guys go follow him on uh, all the things. He's a great guy. Good, good content creator. And he is hilarious, by the way. And he likes to wear beanies. Hat. Which is good. Were, yeah. Beanies are life. They're comfy. Yeah. Like, pretty much. So, cool. Thanks, man, for joining us. If you guys want to know more about the podcast, you guys can head over uh, to where we are based out of, and that's on Anchor. Um, we're also available on pretty much anywhere. Uh, podcasts are downloadable. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google uh, Podcast, anything. We are there talking about the latest and greatest Destiny uh, content from the uh, latest and greatest content creators on the internet. Thank you guys for listening. We are going to jump into a weekend of Gambit. Um, I'm not 100% sure on what's going to happen with the podcast next week. I mean, next week is going to be a very, very busy week, and everyone is going to be really, you know, probably not knee-deep, but, like, chest-deep and neck-deep into uh, Forsaken and its content. Um, But we're going to have my wife join me on the podcast uh, after Forsaken, um, and we're going to have kind of a husband and wife Q&A about Destiny and and the future, which is going to be really cool. So that's something to look forward to. Um, if you guys want to find out more about the podcast, go to any of those things. If you want to find out more about me, I don't know why you would want to do that, but if you do, um, I stream every night, 8.30, uh, mixer.com slash Sean Bartley. Um, my schedule is going to be a little bit different the next two weeks, which I'm going to be posting because of Forsaken. So a lot more day casts and uh, basically just a lot more uh, streaming, which is going to be fun. Um, and if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Sean Bartley on Twitter, Instagram, Mixer, Sean Bartley. Thank you again, Snug, for, for being here, dude. Thank you, sir. Uh, for taking the time. I know you're a busy man, so uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, sir. You too. And uh, we'll see you for episode four, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Gambit on Saturday. Um, and enjoy uh, Forsaken next Tuesday. You guys are awesome. Peace. Peace.